Hi, and welcome to the Country Hope Church podcast. We're based in regional Queensland with locations in Chinchilla, Gainda, Jandawi, and Meandara. We hope you enjoy this episode and we invite you to join us for a Sunday service. For full details, head to our website, www.countryhope.church. And just before I start here, I want to really highly recommend chaplaincy. I was a chaplain at a uh, Australian Equine Livestock Events Centre, which is a $35 million indoor equestrian complex in Tamworth, New South Wales, for about seven years. It's a tremendous way of just getting in the community. If you, if you love Jesus and, uh, and you love people, you can be a, a community chaplain. I want to highly recommend just even if you come and do the training and check it out, if it's not for you, that's not for you, it's all right. But uh, it's a fantastic way. It gives you a sort of street cred uh, with people and, and people will come to you and, uh, you know, it's, it's what we dream about, isn't it? People coming to us and asking, what's this God thing about, right? And uh, so I'll leave you with that. Go for it. That's my advice. All right. Today, uh, we're in the middle of a, a preaching series, Hearts on Fire. Who's been enjoying that? Pastor Carly last weekend. That was cool, wasn't it? Yeah. Hearts on Fire. I just want to say up front, if you're, you're here today and you're not a Christian, uh, you're very welcome. We're so glad you're here. And uh, you may or may not understand everything. Just encourage you to chill, just relax, check it out. Um, uh, you know, we're, we're all very different, but uh, it's okay. Everything's okay. But, uh, we love you. We're so glad you're here. And um, so our themes this year as a church have been, to me, very interesting, unfolding that the Holy Spirit is leading the church, but not just here, but across Australia. There's, there's something going on. And uh, we started this year talking about expansion and growth and increase and then uh, into personal revival and uh, there's been some great stuff there. The, the Australian Christian Churches, which is what we are a part of, uh, the national conference, the theme was outpouring. Yeah. And I've had the privilege of being able to listen to some of those messages and yeah. about the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. And some of you older Christians have, have experienced this. And, and anybody want more? Yeah. I'm going to just ask that again. Does anybody want more? Yeah. And uh, I, I got saved in a, in a, in a move of God and, and uh, people were getting saved everywhere and in the whole Western world. That's where I came to found Christ. And um, wow, it's just been a tremendous journey personally. Just from that day, I've never looked back. I've just it changed my world forever, changed the direction of my life, the whole thing. But anyway... Um, Today I want to start by reading a scripture. It's in Matthew chapter 3. I'm just going to start there and read that. Uh, and so our topic is, is hearts on fire. So just when you hear the word fire, as I read scripture here, just, uh, just take notice of it. Did we get that scripture on the board? I'm not sure, but if we didn't, that is a reminder. Everyone should bring your Bible to church, right? There we go. Because... The preacher could be a heretic. You never know. All right, we hope not, Pastor Lisa. We hope not. Oh, dear. Uh, Matthew 3, we're going to start in verse 10. Even now, this is John the Baptist preaching. And he said, Even now the axe is laid to the root of the trees. Every tree that therefore does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. 
I baptize you with water for repentance, but he who is coming after me is mightier than I, he's speaking about Jesus, obviously, whose sandals I'm not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. Anybody like that? I like that. Amen. His winnowing fork is in his hand and he will clear his threshing floor and gather his wheat into the barn, but the chaff he will burn with unquenchable fire. All right. Lord, we just ask for your help right now, especially me, Lord, and we just open our hearts up to you, what you want to say to us this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Wow. So uh, fire, what a, what a great subject. Um, short testimony. When I, not long after I became a Christian, I was at a rodeo in, um, for those who don't know, I, used to, I was a professional bull rider for about 12 years. I was at a rodeo in San Francisco, the Cow Palace Indoor Rodeo, and they're having cowboy church meetings there, and and uh, one of the preachers there mentioned this scripture, and then afterwards he talked to me and he said, Brian, have you uh, been filled with the Holy Spirit and fire? And I said, well, I, I think I have. I-, I got a bit of fire. You know, I was a bit fired up for Jesus. I was just thinking, you know, if you're fired up, that's what it's about. Because you used to get, when you, when you rodeo, you get fired up before you get on, right? If you don't get fired up, you're hitting the dirt real quick. So you want to get fired up. So that's what I was thinking. You know, I'm fired up for Jesus. I'm pretty excited about being saved. I'm pretty glad about this. And I thought that's what he was talking about. I said, I think so. You know, I've got, I've got the fire. And little did I, I had no idea of what I was talking about, obviously. Uh, a very young Christian. We got baptized in the Pacific Ocean right there during the Cow Palace Rodeo. How cool is that? And uh, uh, so, look, fire, what a, what a, you know, I'll talk more about what happened when I actually got some fire going on. It's a real fire. So <laughs> I, uh, um, f- fire is, a, is an amazing thing. If you think about when mankind first created fire and, and learned how to control fire and, and start a fire and carry fire around, that, that must have been an amazing thing, don't you think? You know, what, and what it is. And, and fire is, is, is an interesting thing. Like it's, it can be horrendous like a like a forest fire, like it's, it's terrifying and, or it can be like beautiful and comforting and warm like a campfire or who loves to sit around the fire during the winter, right? Yeah. Your, your fire at home there and we might even, there we go, look at that, cooking marshmallows on the fire. And, uh, and so it can be a really a beautiful thing and think about how we've come to harness fire. You're, that car that you drive, right, has, has got a little fire burning in between some pieces of metal inside it. It's got little fires burning in there, and you can, you can drive from here to Melbourne or wherever with this little fire burning in your car, and you can drive a, a car that weighs half a ton plus, thousands of kilometres, and 100 kilometres per hour because of this little fire. We've learned how to master fire. How cool is that? It's incredible, you know? And um, so we're, we're going to talk a lot about fire because in the Bible, uh, it's... it's it's a powerful metaphor all through the Bible for several different things. Uh, uh, it's, it's used sometimes to talk about the refining fire, the cleansing fire. It talks about purifying fire. Sometimes that's through trials and testings. The, it talks about the trial of your faith. It's like a, the fire that you've got to go through, that you, we go through. And, and uh, you know, we, we thank God that he's with us. Amen? You'll go through the fire. You won't burn. How cool is that promise? And, uh, and then there's, of course, the, the fire of judgment, uh, you know, Revelations 20 there, and the, and the lake of fire that the devil and all who follow him will be thrown into at the end of the age. Anyone think I'm Italian, wouldn't you? But I'm not really. Just, I'm actually pretty Aussie. Anyway, 
Oh, you guessed that too. All right. Uh, uh, fire is also a sign of the presence and the power of God. When God actually showed up physically through history and through the Bible, uh, in the temple worship, obviously the, the fire of God supernaturally fell on the altar, and that was a sign, whoa, God is here. Imagine you're sitting there, you say, yep, I think God's here. You'd be on your face, right? And, uh, and so uh, Elijah on Mount Carmel, you know, calling down fire on the sacrifice, the whole thing. And then, of course, uh, there's the day of Pentecost where the Holy Spirit fell. And today is Pentecost Sunday. So there's actually three major events in the Christian calendar. One is the birth of Jesus, obviously, and uh, obviously the death, burial, resurrection of Jesus at Easter time. But Pentecost is 50 days after Passover in the old Jewish feast. And and in the church, in church history, it was the day when the Holy Spirit fell upon the disciples. And you read about in Acts chapter 2, and it said that tongues of fire came on the the people, and it was like a mighty rushing wind filled the room, and it absolutely transformed these young Christians. They were were terrified, they were locked up in a room, too scared to even go out. When the fire of God came on them, they hit the street. And Peter stood up and preached and 3,000 people gave their lives to Jesus right there. That's worth a hallelujah. We'll raise a hallelujah. <laughs> uh, because of the fire of God and, and, and their hearts are on fire straight there. And so obviously it's a symbol of the Holy Spirit. There's other symbols of the Holy Spirit. So, so it's a powerful symbol of the Holy Spirit. But what I want to talk to you is today is more about the, the, the metaphor of um, of, of our hearts on fire or, or a spiritual zeal, spiritual passion. And at some point I reckon we need to get excited about Jesus, don't you? Who noticed that some of the devil's people have got some fire burning inside? It's unholy fire. It's the wrong type, right? But, you know, devil's got people that are destroying lives, drug pushers and, and people doing all sorts of stuff, pimp, pimps and whatever else, they're destroying lives, and they've got a fire burning inside, but it's all the wrong stuff. But who knows, we should be fired up for Jesus. We should, we should ought to be, amen. There's a couple of nods, that's great. You're getting excited. There's a bit of fire. I'll just keep going until you get there, right? We'll just keep going. Uh, and, uh, you know, I, I think sometimes as Christians, we, we've, we've overreacted to, you know, overzealous Christians. Who knows those people? And we, and we sort of say, oh, gee, I don't want to be like that. And we sort of back off and we say, oh, I'll just be, you know, cool, calm, and I'll be one of those cool Christians, you know. And, uh, and we sort of, uh, as a Christian, we don't want to, you know, we know what the Bible says, we don't want to retreat into being like stone cold for God. We don't want to live there either, do we? But we don't want to be this extremist or that fanatic. That's what Mother said. Brian, hope you don't become one of those fanatics when I got saved, you know. Too late, Mum. <laughs> I've been changed by Jesus, right? And uh, so we sort of retreat in the middle ground where it's kind of lukewarm. And we know what the Bible says about that, right? We've just been talking about the, the, the less than seven churches. Lukewarm is not a good place to be. And so, uh, you know, and, and then what happens sometimes is, you know, that fire starts to burn within us. And then, and then we think, oh, I don't want to get too extreme. And so we pull out the fire extinguisher on ourselves <laughs> and put ourselves out <laughs> and get back to being lukewarm again. So, but I want to encourage you, friends, there's, there's a fire. And I want to say up front, it's, look, it's not a, this is not a personality thing. Some people, well, this is just your temperament. You're, you know, you're, you're naturally, my wife says, oh, Brian, you're self-intoxicating. But the, 
that's it's kind of true, but. Uh, <laughs> But it's not a personality, it's not a temperament thing. Like, like my wife, those of you who know, I think those little Annette, gentle Jesus, gentle Annette, meek and mild, quiet, but she's actually a little fireball, you know, when you get to know her. Is that right, women? You will have been hanging out with her. Yeah, she's like, she's my secret weapon, I tell you. Man, she's not well today, that's why she's not here. Um, I think she's watching online. Um, yeah, so, uh, you know, so let's, let's decide... Let's decide to be on fire and let that fire burn within us, right? Yeah. Because if that's, if that's what actually, part of what convinces people that this thing is real and gets them actually interested. You know, there's this saying, if you get on fire for God, people will come for miles to watch you burn. You know, you have, it's an old saying. Yeah. <laughs> so, but those who may not have heard that. Um, but, you know, that's a, that's a very convincing thing. If you're on fire, someone will say, well, gee, what's, what, what, do you, what do you got, you know? What's, what's on you? What's burning inside? And that's actually part of my testimony, how I come to Christ, is I was, I was at, a, when I was rodeoing in the USA, the Christian cowboys, there was a move of God, a lot of them were coming to Christ, and, uh, and the bull riders, they jump out, and they still do it. If you watch the pro bull riding, you, you go, go online. I highly recommend it. I just, that's all right. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, after they ride, they'll jump off and thank you, Lord, thank you, Jesus. You know, and and uh, and I was watching that and I think, gee, these guys have got something going on. And then, and then there's a guy called Jeff Copenhaver, which some of you know. How hey, you guys know him? <laughs> and he's just been just gone to be with the Lord, but he was a world champion calf roper. And so, for those who don't know rodeo, and calf roping is a timed event. You got to you got to jump out of the box. You got to rope rope a calf, jump off your horse, throw the calf down, tie up three legs, throw your hands up in the air, and, and the time stops. That's the, the fastest man wins. And uh, Jeff would go, we're at Houston Rodeo, 30,000 people, and Jeff goes out and ropes his calf, smokes him up, lifts, throws his hands up in the air and says, Hallelujah! <laughs> and I'm thinking, well, that's a bit different. And, uh, and I'm thinking, and I remember thinking at that time, you know, I'm a Christian and he's a Christian, but... Well, I, not those words. I said, I believe in God and he believes in God, but he's different. He's got something I haven't got. I've missed something here. And it was the fire that was burning in within him. Yeah, yeah. And he was unashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's in the Bible too. <laughs> and, uh, and so it was, that, it was that fire that was burning in Jeff Copenhaver that actually got me interested. And I started going to Cowboy Church after that and sitting up the back, checking it all out. And not long after, I, I got saved. And uh, so I'll leave that to another day, but, but it was that fire. And so um, it's, it's that fire that will, you know, it's, it's such, a, such a wonderful thing that it will motivate the whole of your life. See, some of you are probably thinking, well, that's all right for you to be fired up because you're a preacher. Well, that's actually why I'm a preacher. Yeah. It's how I became a preacher because I, there's a fire inside that just won't go down. People, people have asked me about Brian. How, what's it like retiring? I said, I don't know. I'm actually refiring. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, uh, because because the, the fire's still burning. How how can it's got nothing to do with age, gender, whatever, yeah. young or old, rich or poor. Yeah. You can burn with fire for Jesus, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can be smouldering and and on fire for Jesus. And and uh, you know, it's it's the same in in the world you live in. If you're a farmer here today, it's uh, it's it's you're not excited about. You're, you're not, um, I'll, I'll just get this right, but <laughs> you're, not, um, you're not on fire about farming because you're a good farmer. You're a good farmer because you're on fire about farming. 
you're interested in the soil and plants and all that stuff. So you're on fire about that, so you naturally become good at what you do. So you might be in business. If, you, if you're on fire about business, you will become a good, not vice versa. You get what I'm talking about there? And so, so you will become an effective Christian, a successful, inverted commas, Christian. You will be doing the will of God and in the middle of your call and what God wants you to do if you, if you let the fire of God burn in you. If, you. if you let God stir you up, I'll talk about that in a minute. So all through the Bible, man, we so many examples in the Bible where uh, people were full of fire, they had hearts on fire. It was a heart on fire that caused Jesus to overturn the temple tables, right? You know the story? He, 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 said, my, he said, my house shall be a house of prayer. He said, is, is it not written that the zeal of my house has consumed me? Right through. So, and then we have um, guys like uh, Jehu in the Bible. It's spelled J-E-H-U. I love talking about this guy because I can almost get away with calling his name Yahoo. <laughs> and uh, in uh, 2 Kings chapter 10, he, he actually, uh, he's the guy, he says, come and watch my zeal for the Lord. And he takes out the whole of, Ab- uh, you know, the wicked reign of Ahab and Jezebel and all the false prophets of Baal. He just takes them all out. And so that's a gruesome story, I know, but, but it was a heart of fire. Yeah. It was a heart of fire, a heart on fire that motivated Reinhard Bonnke. Now, now many younger people may not have heard of him. He's just recently been gone to be with the Lord. And uh, he was an evangelist that turned Africa upside down. And I'll give you some couple of stats in a minute, but I went to... A, uh, a, a big meeting in Melbourne years ago in 1987. That, yeah, that was a while ago. Some of you were born. I know that. Uh, <laughs> uh, but we were there and we heard Reinhard Bonnke preach and he shared this story about how he'd arrived in Africa to have this big mass uh, outreach, big Jesus campaign. And uh, he got 30 or 40 churches together and, uh, and, and, and there was hundreds of thousands of people starting to come. And he got picked up at the airport by a couple of pastors. They picked him up in the car and they're driving back to the stadium. And one of the pastors says to Bonke, he says, he says, Pastor Bonke, can you hear, can you feel the demonic oppression in the air? And, and Reinhard Bonke said this. He said, no, as a matter of fact, I feel the fire of God. He said, and if any stinking demon tries to land on me, he'll burn his dirty feet. <laughs> You gotta love that, right? <laughs> and that's why Reinhard Bonnke led 79 million people to Christ. Yeah, yeah. There was a fire inside. Yeah. What can you and I do if we let the fire burn? Yeah, what can you and I do? Yeah. Amen. Yeah. He was 79 when he died, so he averaged a million people for, per year for the whole of his life. Wow. How cool is that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he had a heart on fire for Jesus. Yeah. Pretty simple, right? So here's the 20th century. I could, I could go on, right? I could give you lots of more examples, but we've got to keep moving here, bro. Apostle Paul, obviously. Uh, you know, here's a guy. Have you ever wondered why God called the Apostle Paul? I've got no idea what the time is. But anyway, uh, here's, here's the Apostle Paul, Saul of Tarsus. He was a Pharisee, a well-trained religious guy, and when the Christian sect, inverted commas, started to get going, he thought it would be pleasing to God to go out and kill Christians. He was zealous. He says, and he quotes it in uh, uh, Galatians 1.14. He says, he says, I was zealous for my faith above all my contemporaries, all the other Pharisees. I was more zealous than them all. He said, I went around killing those Christians. Yeah. And uh, who knows that's um, misplaced zeal. 
That's kind of, it was, it was all going the wrong direction. It was all wrongly motivated. But God saw the fire in his belly. Yeah, yeah. And I think God thought, I can use a guy like this. And so God, he got a little visitation from God. And God knocked him off his horse, literally, off his high horse. And he became an on-fire ambassador for Jesus Christ for the rest of his life. Now, that's that's the situation. That was unholy fire. Like, and if, you know, if you've got unholy fire burning in your life, and I think you know what I mean, you need to get the fire extinguisher out, people. Amen? (laughs) It's called repentance and faith. Turn back to Jesus. Let some holy fire get inside you. Amen? That'll change your life forever. Turn back to Jesus. Here's a 21st century word, activist. It's in the news all the time. Activist, activist, activist. And they're, you know, they're, they're everywhere, aren't they? Marching and protesting and, you know, save the gay whales and all that, whatever else. And, you know, like, it's, they're... Uh, but I've got a proposition. Why not be an activist for Jesus? Why not be an activist for Jesus? That's what I'm, I'm, I'm determined. This is my new thing. I'm going to be an activist for Jesus. You know, and I'm going to... You know, I'm going to choose to fire up and I'm going to be an activist for righteousness, for peace, for joy, an activist for, for faith and hope and love, for light and life and for grace. Yeah. Yeah. Am I shouting? It's okay. Just relax, Brian, relax. So my wife says, Brian, relax. Whew. Hey, I'm, I'm going to close. There's a few activists in here, isn't there? You Jesus activists, God bless you, Amen. I'm going to uh, finish by reading out of Second Timothy, the book of Second Timothy, and uh, all you people that read brought your Bible are so pleased that you brought your Bible now, aren't you? Amen. Second Timothy chapter one. So this is Paul, the Apostle Paul, now writing to Timothy, who's a young pastor, and he says this, uh, verse five. He said, I'm reminded of your sincere or your genuine faith, a faith that dwelt first in your grandmother Lois and now in your mother Eunice, and now I'm sure dwells in you as well. For this reason, so he's basically saying, there's a fire burning in your grandmother and your mother, and now it's in you. So for this reason, I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God. Isn't that good? Fan into flame the gift of God, which is in you through the laying out of my hands. For God did not give us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of self-control. He said, I gave you a fire inside. I gave you gifts. Fan it into flame. Because you're not dominated by fear. You're dominated by the Holy Spirit of God, by power and love and self-control. Therefore, do not be ashamed of the testimony about our Lord, nor of me, his prisoner, but sharing the suffering for the gospel by the power of God. So he's telling Timothy, he said, I remind you, Timothy, about your mother and your grandmother, and now I'm reminding you, stir up that fire that's inside you. It's a pretty cool thought, isn't it? There actually is a fire in everyone here the fire of Jesus, but, but with some people, it's just like, you know the little pilot light in your gas heater? Yeah. It's like a little pilot light, and you just need to crank the dial yeah. and turn up the flame, right? Yeah. And that's what it, Paul's saying to Timothy, he said, stir up the gift of God, fan it into flame. Yeah. You know, who, who loves it, you know, when you're out in the light in the fire and the old campfire, you know, and you pull your hat, pull out that akabara, and just light that fire, and fan that flame, and the fire comes in, that roaring fire, and it's just a beautiful thing, right? You think, look at this, look what's happened here. And uh, so, so that's simply what some of you need to do, just stir up the fire. You say, how do I do that? You get into your Bible. You read your Bible. Yeah. 
Bible is absolutely incredible. It stirs you up. It, 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 uh, it, it, it fires me up, I tell you. You can read about all these stories and, and there's so many more about people who had the fire of God, their hearts were on fire. You read that, that stirs you up. It fires you up and in, 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 in every direction the Bible is so good. And uh, if you want to find out a bit about your gifts, um, you know, come, come and talk to one of your leaders or myself and just ask me, I'll show you where, where the gifts of the Holy Spirit are, where you want to stir them up. Some of you think you might have, I've got a, I think I might have a gift of prophecy or, you know, I, I, maybe the gift of faith or, or you, different, uh, I might be an encourager, I might be a giver, I, might, I think I've got a leadership gift and, uh, and you don't know what to do that, you know what, fan it into flame by reading scripture all about it. And if you don't know where to look, come and talk to us and we'll, we'll point you in the right direction. Fanning in the flame by reading what the Bible says about your gift. That's a cool tip, isn't it, right there? And, and uh, so worship stir, lights the fire, doesn't it? Yeah. Who, who felt a fire burn while you're worshipping this morning? I walked in here and, yeah. man, I, they, were just pract- they were just sort of rehearsing and yeah. whew, the presence of God was, was amazing. And I just, yeah. and um, by the way, people, just pray for your worship leaders. I mean, Caitlin, what an amazing job this morning. And, yeah. and Carly and, and Pammy. Is Pammy this morning? Pam's not here. Amazing. Pray for your worship leaders. Cover them because it's, it's, a, it's a big thing that they're doing. They're number one targets for the devil because you know what? The devil wants to worship. Just putting that out there. So pray for them. Cover them. Cover your worship team. And uh, so worship will light the fire. Prayer will light your fire. Amen. You pray. And I want to encourage you. There's different ways you can pray. And I know there's a place for quiet, contemplative prayer. But every now and then you need to just get up and pray and, and storm the, you know, and pray. And pray in tongues. If you're, if you're a Pentecostal Christian, pray in tongues. Go for it. Pray in the Spirit. Stir up your spirit. The Bible says, Jude 20, stirring up your Self in the most holy faith, praying in the Spirit. So that's another whole subject. Not today. So just get full of the Holy Spirit. Get full. Get full. So, you know, and uh, Paul prayed for the believers. He said, I pray that you'll be filled with all the fullness of God. Yeah, Ephesians chapter 3. Just, it's all there. Amen. So this, in this series, I, I believe God is really challenging us to, to stir up the fire that's in us. And it's not something anybody can do for you. God won't do it for you even. You've got to make a decision to stir it up yourself. You've got to make the call, make the the choice. I'm going to stir up my spirit. I'm going to stir up my faith in Jesus and I'm not going to let the fire die down. We hope you enjoyed listening to the Country Hope Church podcast and that this episode blessed you. If you've got any questions or prayer requests, please don't hesitate to contact us through our email, connect at countryhope.church. If you'd like to subscribe to make sure you never miss an episode, that would be fantastic. Otherwise, we hope to see you either online or in person at some point soon.